to another Jags podcast episode 107 and boy do we have a good podcast in for you today before we get started though I got to tell you though you got to check us out on social media Twitter we're at another Jags pod Instagram we're at another Jags podcast we actually have a Facebook that we don't ever update but join it and it'll be fun Facebook huh? but um, it's definitely important to join the Twitter because we, we're really interactive with fans basically a lot of the comments that are posted on Twitter we like to read we run polls all the time we're going to refer to a poll talking about tight ends tonight um, so make sure you follow up with all of that you can also uh, check us out on YouTube we have a YouTube channel where we uh, produce our shows live so we record our shows live then we put them on YouTube and the comments section are typically pretty fun uh, because they're making fun of my my guest here, Mike, tonight. Wow, Mike, how's it going? Good. I didn't know I was getting made fun of. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. A uh, whole hate speech. No, no, they're not making fun of them. You know, they're just saying that, you know, you're very interruptive and abrasive. Oh. Are you just not assertive? Maybe that's what it is. I think uh, you didn't brunch hard enough when we were out at Burnfish. <laughs> but we have a great show for you guys tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're going to cover a lot of things. AJ Boye, Clayus Campbell, free agents available, Giannis? defense, tight ends. I mean, everything. I mean, this is the, this is the Jags podcast for Jags listeners. And we wanted to recognize it's International Women's Day. And and if I can tell you, the two biggest surprises about this podcast when we did this, um, when we started getting feedback from who was listening, the two biggest surprises were, one, the number of UK fans that listen to this podcast, which we talk about all the time. And the ones that hate me as well, apparently. Absolutely. And the second thing is the amount of women that listen to this show. There's a lot more women Jaguar fans out there than I thought. And it wasn't until I kind of got into the nitty gritty and the details of of podcasting and PR and all that, that I saw that. So shout out to the women out there. We love our women out there for sure. And as a girl dad myself, I definitely appreciate it. There you go. There you go. All right. So we're going to jump into the tide to the, uh, I'm sorry, the cornerback situation. So uh, biggest news this week amongst all news besides Ngakwe saying he wanted to get out of here was the trade of A.J. Boye to the Denver Broncos. And if you're looking at our YouTube channel, um, our, we have on the left side, maybe you're right, who knows, um, the, the roster for the Jaguars right now at defensive back. And we look at the corners right away. They still have Boye on there, which is going to be gone soon. Then you have D.J. Hayden, Trey Herndon, um, and then you get into some guys that no one's ever heard of before. Mm-hmm. So where are you at with the current situation of the Jaguars defensive back room. It's ugly. It's definitely very ugly right now, unfortunately. Uh Bouye, former all pro, pro bowler. Um, even better off the field though. He was so awesome in Jacksonville. I never heard anything bad about him. Just awesome person. So I am gonna miss AJ Bouye in that sense. And it sucks to see him go. But uh I'll take a fourth round draft pick for him. Some for someone that we were going to cut anyways, apparently. So Yeah, it's all the news that came out about uh Bouye being cut. Uh if you were the GM of this team, would you have traded Bouye for a fourth-round pick? Well, I, I, we keep hearing win now, win now. Does it make sense to cut arguably your best cornerback? I don't think it makes sense. I like Bouye. I thought he was a good cornerback. I wish he could have stayed. I wouldn't have personally cut him. But it had to be done. So You brought up a good point earlier when we were talking about this. You actually asked me... So I'll ask you, mm. do you cut A.J. Boye if you're 
not trying to tank. That's the thing. That's it's conflicting moves because I thought there would be enough cap space with you know Marcel being uh, his option being declined. Swaim's gone. Uh, Ryan's going to be gone. Marquise gone. We get up to that thirty million dollar range. I thought Bouye would be fine, and maybe next year we'd get rid of him. So that was surprising. I I thought we had enough cap space. So. Um, yeah, I mean, but if, but if you're Marone and Caldwell, and you think, are they actually on? Like, is there any heat on them at all? That's it's just who knows. They, it's very. You would think there has to be heat on them at at to some degree. I mean, just was, I thought they were going to be fired two years ago. Absolutely. So. I mean, every year it's surprising they're still around. Yeah. But uh, I th- I think they're coaching to win and and managing to win, which is why this move's kind of surprising to me because. Yeah. The, you know the the money he was making is kind of on par yeah. with the DB of his caliber, and, and it's going to be not. It's going to be on the lower end because we Byron Jones is going to be getting fifteen plus million. Jalen's up for his extension soon. Um, who's the other one? Bradbury from Carolina. So cornerbacks are about to be paid big time. That's Chris, true. Chris Harris. Do you, do you think the Jags might go after Chris Harris by chance? I don't know. I, I, I don't see them making a splash at DB. Yeah. I just don't do it. I'm, okay. I'm not a big fan of doing that. I've never been someone that's wanted to go out and overpay for a, a cornerback. We have, though. That's, we have. No, we have. I'm just saying for me personally. Okay. You know, you I'm did, not. You didn't like the Bouye. I don't. Stephon Gilmore was a fantastic signing. I, I, I just don't know if the value in a defensive back is, is there anymore. Like, I understand the cover of the receivers, but. The gap, the gap disparity between what you pay someone for like five to seven million versus what you pay someone that's like PFF says it is very volatile year to year. Exactly, and you never know. And 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 all you have to do is look at the (coughs) if if you if you Google the top ten defensive backs uh, paid wise as far as salary, you look through the list, and there's maybe two of them that are worth being on that list, and that just makes you like kind of wonder: is it worth it? So. I know you could do that every I like, I like every. Byron Jones a lot. I would pay him. I would have I wouldn't give him more than Jalen, but I would definitely pay Byron Jones. He's a really talented athletic freak. Yeah, he's really good. Honestly, like Jalen is one of the only guys I would pay. Yeah, I would have given him a Yeah, Jalen's one of the only guys I would pay to to I mean, because he's just a freak. Yeah. And he's a freak. And I loved him because of yeah. Florida State, of course. All right. So we'll just well, I mean, we're I don't want to spend too much time on this because I do want to get to we have some Twitter comments about the tight end position because I'm a big tight end is, fan. Is Hayden safe? Six million is a lot for a nickel. That's what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you, like, looking at the rest of the roster, defensive back, DJ Hayden, Perry Nickerson. I figured he would have been gone before Bouye, honestly, is what I would have done. I, I mean, DJ Hayden definitely probably played up to his contract, whereas Bouye probably I, didn't. Uh, I wouldn't say that. You think Bouye? he played up to his, up to, up to Bouye's contract, not up to I, yeah, Hernan's contract? Hernan, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Hayden. A lot of first of all, lot of <laughs> going around with this Let's dude. Hayden Hurden, yeah. Nickerson, yeah, Hayden, gotcha. yeah, very disappointing in Oakland. He was okay. I remember when he was signed, we were like, "What was that?" We were kind of yeah. And then we watched his film. He's like, "He can play inside. He can play outside," and that was intriguing. But we definitely thought it was an overpay, and he has played up to it. I thought Bouye. I mean, anytime you're an All Pro, six picks, Pro Bowler. I mean, he was. They were both really good. So. We, Bouye did put together two pretty good seasons back to back. One with the Texans, one with the Jags. Yeah. 
Um, 16, 17, great years for Bouye. Yeah. Hayden, honestly, his best years were with Jacksonville on the inside. Yeah, I think last year was by far his best year of his career. He needs to stay on the inside. Yeah, so sure. whoever you bring in, even if it's Trey Herndon, yeah. put him on the outside, keep Bouye on the inside because he does well in the run game. He yeah. tackles well. He blitzes well. He does comes off well. the edge well. I mean, that's a guy yeah. I, I'm comfortable with keeping Herndon. He was, because, he was a talented player. For especially reason. in a league now where you're in nickel most of the time. Like, that's when you want a good nickel back. And we might have one of the best nickel backs in the league. And I don't say that, like, because of Jags Homer. Like, yeah. legit, he might be one of the best nickel backs in the league. So, I'm cool with him. I, look, I, I like I like to see the Bouye move. I, I like the Bouye. Um, he probably wasn't worth his contract. So, I'm cool with dumping that. Look, you could draft a guy. You could draft two guys in the draft. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit, you know, about C.J. Wilson and how we felt about him earlier. C.J. Henderson. Henderson. You don't... The pitcher, C.J. Wilson, you don't want yeah, to bring I do, him. I do. You don't want to bring him in. I do miss our old Rangers games, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, is that a guy that you that you would want? Just real quick, is that a guy you would be comfortable bringing in, C.J. Henderson? Six one four three. The only issue, and I don't know where this even comes from, is the Gator part. So, <laughs> so can't, can't be a Gator, yeah. Unless you're no, a running back. Unless you're a running back, can't offensive be a Gator. lineman, defensive lineman, they're cool. But something about their cornerbacks have been, but yeah. BH3, who I would have been fine with if Jalen was gone. I thought he was going to be really good. Joe Hayden's turned his career. I mean, he had a good yeah, start and then had a little bump in the road. He had a great start. Career. It could yeah. have happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's redeemed himself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're There's what been you're some bad from. ones, but yeah. Tease Tabor, man. There's a hype around Tease yeah. Tabor. Do you remember that? He was the best Jalen in the state, apparently. At one point. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, yeah. let's Okay, we need to move on. It doesn't on. matter at schools. Though. Yeah. No, I do like him. His he's The only thing that worries me is apparently his run game and tackling is so poor. Who? Henderson? Henderson, yeah. Apparently just but like Deion Sanders tackling. Yeah, I watched a lot of Florida games this year. I never once got the feeling that CJ Henderson was a liability in the tackling game. Um, let's move along to our Twitter question. And again, we're at another Jags pod. And we put a poll out there. And honestly, this stemmed from a group conversation with some pretty serious football fans, Mike's right. in. Thanks for the credit. And talking about um the tight end position. Because would you agree they have to do something? Maybe. I mean, I mean, if you're in if you're in straight tank mode, you could roll into the season with James O'Shaughnessy. You could resign Seth the Valve in a million. Healthy. Yeah, you could resign Seth the Valve for a million. You've shown yeah. you're comfortable signing guys like yeah. Niles Paul or your Josh Oliver. Hey, do we bring back my boy, Nick O'Leary? Uh, do you did like look? They're comfortable with being yeah. like average or adequate at that tight end position. Yeah. You and me would both agree that you would have to be above average at tight end to make a difference right just because I mean, of the there's, position there's the elite ones there's the kelsey's there's the kettles absolutely yeah i mean those are the two tight ends in the super I, bowl what i would do for one of those guys yeah man so you would you agree that they're gonna have they're gonna need to do something at tight end eventually so if it's can this, they though it's the thing can they worth it okay well? so so here's our poll question um and the and it was on our twitter and it was how would you like to solve the tight end position in jacksonville but keeping in mind the contract obligations, because you can't just say, well, Austin Hooper, I'd love to have Austin Hooper. But at the same time, what are you taking on with Austin Hooper? That's a mm-hmm. that's a 12 to 14 million dollar contract yeah. right there. Right. So keeping in mind all of that, surprisingly, and I was shocked that, that this was the winner with 34.1 percent Eric Ebron. I figured with the uh, Eifert gritting connection, people would be all for that. Eifert. That's something that hasn't really yeah, been talked about a not. lot. Um, do you think there's any validity with there with Eifert and like what kind of what kind of cost would it would it take to bring him in? Okay, so not on the screen right now. Spotrack is a great website. They have a lot of cool features. They have uh, what's called market values. Eric Ebron's right now. They're projecting him to get about 
four years, 29, close to $30 million. Is that something that you would be comfortable paying? No. Okay. You? Uh, I'd give him two years, $7 million, maybe like an option year on the second or make it team friendly. Obviously, he has to agree to Two years, like $7 million is way different than what you said. We two, said four years, 30? No, I'm saying two years, $7 million per year, APY is what I mean. Okay. So yeah, two yeah. Years, I would not give him a four-year deal. Yeah. So Just because of his like injury that. history. Yeah. Just the most recently. I mean, in, yeah. and, be, and he's been injured his whole career. Yeah. But he has been shown Drops. to flash. If you could get him at a... That, that's the thing. Do you think you can get him at a 1-5? No. I think that's the I, problem. Eifert is the, definitely the more likely candidate. Okay, so so if we're looking at a guy like that's you're in for a one-year deal, but Eifert just signed a prove-it deal. Like, he's coming off of a prove-it deal. Was, and he was okay, and he was off also in Cincinnati, kind of forgotten. The worst team in the league, yeah, by the way. Very forgotten. Yeah, definitely forgotten. So I think, I, I think the Gruden connection, I... We have seen that Jaguars. We have shown to we bring in a coach, and we do bring in former players like that. So we have or we have uh, done business that way. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Eifert. Maybe I wouldn't mind bringing in Cordy Glennon either. Either. So, so uh, I try to think of like the past. Like what has Caldwell done in the past? Like he went out and got Austin Safarian Jenkins, who was actually probably like people don't want to admit it because he was bad, but he was probably the top tight end available in that free agent class. Um, I, because, I don't know if he was number one, but he was in the. He top, was up there. I mean, he, I mean, sure. he, he's a. I mean, he was a top guy. Safarian Jenkins had a pretty decent career with the Jets, yeah. specifically against the Jaguars. People, I mean, I think he torched the Jaguars yeah. for like two hundred yards. Yeah. He, people were very surprised. I remember Jets fans being a little bit bitter that he took a. It was a two-year, ten million dollar contract, and he was asking them for a lot more. So they were, prove it. One of those prove it deals for sure. Yeah, I mean, if we look at, I mean, they've gone out and gotten the best player. Look, like I'm, I'm just, I'm pie in the sky right now. Look, I'm, opt, I'm an optimist guy. I love Minshew. I think Minshew's the future for sure. But if you're Caldwell, and you gotta you, have a tight end, and you're managing for your career, okay, like this is it. This is it for you. This could be Caldwell's last year as an NFL GM. Yeah, it really could be. This is make 2012. Or, he's been a GM and he's won 36 games. This is make or break for him. If he we got Nick Foles on the roster. He's healthy. Yeah. You go out, you get Austin Hooper. <laughs> you have a pretty... Dis- you have a, your offensive line was bad last year, but it's it's probably not going to be that bad this year. You have Leonard Fournette. You have DJ Chark on one side. If you draft a wide receiver and you go out and get Austin Hooper, that's one of the nastiest offenses in the NFL. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. Think about that. I wouldn't Nick, go that far. Think about that. But listen, follow me here. Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, yeah. Austin Hooper, DJ Chark, an offensive line that includes Linder, Jawan Taylor, Norwell, and who Cam Robinson, who we think we just have a bounce so back. So an here. average line, average could be above depending on how they play. Yeah, you bring in an offensive lineman, you bring in a receiver, and look the forty the the, the Chiefs showed Andrew us and you can win a Super Bowl with a below average defense. Like the Chiefs also have. Patrick Mahomes, yes, and I understand Kelsey that. Kelsey, I understand Kelsey. that. I wouldn't go that far. But that look, I, I'm not saying this is the solution. I'm not yeah. saying this is what you should do. I'm saying if you're Dave Caldwell and you're managing for your literal job, mm-hmm. do you not draft a receiver in the first round, an offensive lineman at 20, and yeah. you try to just roll into the season? You sign Austin Hooper, you roll into the season with a nasty offense, and you know what? Yeah. Scoring points pro- is a lot more impressive. You than score points defense. or you get fired. Yeah. That's I mean. I think I think Shad could live with scoring a lot of points. Absolutely, Gardner showing improvement that puts asses in the seat. And seats. we still have who knows what the the Rams are this year. They could be picking number one this season. We have no idea. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, and look, if it all blows up in your face, you you're left with Austin Hooper. 
You're left with Gardner Minshew. I don't know about Austin Hooper. He's going to be. So I'm, I'm saying if that's the, yeah, that's no, the route, if that's the sure. route you take, yeah. if you if you if you're not good this year, you're going into 2021 mm-hmm. with Austin Hooper, yeah. Gardner Minshew, and then a yeah. bunch of money in picks. Is he the is, is that where you want to spurge though on Austin Hooper? Would you? I, I don't want to. No, but I'm just yeah, saying I if you're it. if you're man if I'm in my last year of my job, then maybe yes yeah. is what I'm saying. Okay. So. Offensively, is that the, the biggest splash you can make a super? Yes. Okay. Unless you went out and got a big name wide receiver like Julio Jones or a guy like that that no one thinks you're going to actually get. Okay. All right. Let's move on. We got to get some. I we kind of rambled there. Let's get on to some Twitter comments here. This is from Kev Click, and he's at KClick6. He says, I want to give Josh Oliver another year to prove himself, but we definitely need to sign Ebron or Eifert for cheap. Yeah. Not Hooper, because he'll be way too expensive and he wouldn't even be worth the money. And this draft is super weak at tight end. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I mean, Josh Oliver, unfortunately, didn't get the opportunity to show much last year. Um, we talked about this last draft season. Historically, rookies do not do much. So uh, putting your eggs in that basket for the rookie doesn't make sense. So, yeah, maybe a private contract for a, a vet tight end and roll with Oliver. Yeah, that's the best option. All right, BOE, and he is at BOE knows 32, Bo knows 32. He says trade for Hayden Hurst. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Hayden Hurst? Well, there's a few trade candidates. I don't think the Bucks are going to get rid of uh, O.J. Howard. I would love to get O.J. Howard. What about something like Cameron Brait? I liked Cameron Brait a couple years ago, but he, I would have been wrong. I was big on Cameron Brait. He ended up, I think he was actually in the same free agent class as Austin's Farron Jenkins. Well, no, he got, he got, I think he, did he resign with the with the Bucks? Bucks? Is that yeah, what he it was? did. Okay, he resigned with the Bucks. Got a the lot same, of money, forty five million. Absolutely, they. I mean, they paid him a lot. The yeah. same year we signed Safarian Jenkins. Yeah. Break was my number one. Safarian yeah. Jenkins was my number two. And honestly, I would have been wrong about both. Do you blame that on Arians because he has done nothing with Break or Howard? So is that more of a? I'm an Arians guy. Maybe I love Arians. I do love Arians. I watch, the, but historically, he does not do anything with tight ends. Yeah, but I don't think that's a good indicator of Break's twenty nine. So his cap hits the next few years are six million, six point five. It is going up, but that's a, they that's pay, a good they paid deal. his bonuses. We can cut him at any point with no. But Bray hasn't money. really been putting up any numbers lately. Yeah, like we said though. But yeah, neither, I mean that's a guy. Neither has Howard. That's honestly, I mean, that's a Tyler Eifert type of situation, don't yeah. you think? Maybe like maybe our Bouye pick for him, and going back to Hurst, I know. You just talked about Hurst. I w- I would give our third up maybe for Hurst. I'm not a big Hurst guy. Um. Look, I get that the Ravens had a bunch of tight ends on the roster that kind of emerged and kind of put him back on the depth chart. But if you're a receiver, if you're a tight end that can catch the ball and get open, you find the field. The thing is, though, is that Hurst is behind two really good tight ends. Like Boyle is considered the best blocking tight end. I get that. And Andrews is one of the best. So it is a really sticky situation. I agree. And there's no doubt that he's probably not good. But I want a tight end that, if given a roster of two above average tight ends can emerge so what if those so those tight ends Boyle and and Andrews they might be top five in their perspective catching and blocking what if Hurst is like a top 15 in both of those like or top 20 in those situations like you wouldn't because I might be honestly he might he, he could be but here's here's my train of thought I think Josh Oliver potentially is a top 30 receiving tight end okay and that's not a big enough disparity for me to move on from him okay just me personally and i get what you're saying yeah and that's not fair for me to bring in oliver because we haven't seen him yeah. but that's just kind of where i'm at yeah, all right gage airy and he's at fusion is sick says 
It sucks not knowing what we have with Josh Oliver, yep. we just talked about. To be honest, I kind of want to not spend any money this offseason. We have 10 picks and maybe more if we move Yon. So minimal money and picks would give us a roster. And yeah, then we can hit free agency hard next year with more picks as well. Mm-hmm. So Gage is thinking like next year. And uh, again, Gage, I'm with you. I think Mike's with you, mm-hmm. but I don't think Dave's with you on that. Because yeah. again, I think this is Dave's last year to prove he can do yeah. something. So I think we're going Hail Mary. Khan gave him two first round picks to Hail Mary, and then he's going to give the next maybe, GM maybe a third sure. with Yannick as well. Yeah, maybe a okay. third this year, and then I think I think if he doesn't perform, then he's going to bring in a new GM and give him two first round picks, which is Khan's in a good situation. Yeah. I know people hate him. Do right you now, uh, mind pulling up mock draftable for me real quick? I do not mind, but you know what? Let's do that after the break Ooh, because kind of uh, relevant to tight ends, real quick. Yeah, well, we got to do that because Ooh. my honestly, my keyboard's kind of far from where we're sitting, oh, okay. so that's the biggest issue. But uh, we we are due for a break, so guess here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. We'll get a word from our sponsors because the sponsors pay the bills around here. They pay for the jerseys in the background. Um, Listen, we want another goat jersey in the back, but, you know, right now we're just kind of sitting here with these three. So we had Ramsey. We had Bortles. Those guys are no longer with us, unfortunately. RIP. RIP. But we want the boat jerseys in the background. So we're going to give you a word from our sponsors. Make sure to support them and all that. When we come back, we're going to bring up the mock draftable that Uh Mike's talking about. We're going to talk a little bit about free agents that are available. We're going to talk a little bit about Clayus Campbell, what he means to the city, and maybe how he's overlooked. I mean, I think we all love Clayus Campbell, so that'll be a good segment. Um, so just sit tight. If you're watching the YouTube, it's just, you know, fast forward a little bit, listen to the podcast, support them, and then we will be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast, episode 107. And I'm joined here with Mike. Mike, how's it going? It's not 108. I don't know, honestly, okay. dude. I, I try to keep up. On the, we have like an inventory on our like my podcast hosting site, and it's like 120. That's awesome. So, but we put out like half episodes, and we put out like. Did you ever think you would make it to 100 and whatever? I mean, I knew I would. Mm. Uh, you know, it's present. I'm, like <laughs> I'm a Jags fan, dude. So I can talk about this stuff all day, dude. I'd be at 300 if I had, if I could do this all day. Mm. But uh, we did man. tease on the radio that um, Josh Oliver's. Mock draftable was something to look at. Yeah. Mike had said he wanted to see it. We're going to put a picture of this up on our Twitter um, for his mock draftable. Our Twitter's at another Jack's pod Instagram. We'll put it up at um, another Jack's podcast on Instagram. We'll also put it up. If you're, if you're watching our YouTube channel, me and Mike are recording and we have a little side screen up on the, on the video where you can actually see what we're talking about, which kind of allows it to make more sense. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Um, so make sure. a great website, by the way. Yeah, well. absolutely. Great website. And I just kind of noticed that there's, um, some stuff that's blocking the view of the video. So I think we can change that real quick. And there we go. So now you can see the whole video there. Josh Oliver. wizard, by the way. I, I, I'm a, I am. Yeah, you're right. Josh Oliver, um, his comps on, on mock draftable are notably Austin Hooper. Yeah. Um, if you look at his other tight end comps, you get guys like, Rob Gronkowski. Ben Koyak, Jags legend. And I think that's where I think where you were trying to go with it was the irony of his yeah. of his mock draftable was yeah. was Hooper, who we've yeah. been talking about in segment one. And then Gronkowski, who's obviously the GOAT tied in. And Koyak as well. But with eighty five percent, it's Ben Koyak. Yeah. So he's more like Ben Koyak than he is Austin Hooper. Athlete wise, if you want, to, I don't know if you can click. Athlete wise, okay. So let's click. Athlete wise, ninety four point eight percent match. Number one. If we click over to the athlete side, so what mock are the chances of that? That's crazy. 
mock draftable compares them to all tight ends and then it compares them to athletes like they puts everyone like an athlete comp uh like listing mm -hmm. group so if we switch over to the athlete which you'll see on our on our youtube channel here you'll see that actually 94.8 percent he compares to austin hooper hand size 97 so we know josh yeah. oliver has big hands we've been talking about josh oliver's strong hands yeah. since we've watched this film. big hands his, his hand his big hands are evident on film yeah. which is it's like something that's that's justin blackman-esque if you remember big hands blackman if you remember yeah. this the hand size of blackman you could see it on film you're like he, that dude has alien hands arm length good uh wingspan good um, his he he's 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 tall for a tight That's a end. Big boy, six five two fifty. Yeah, I mean he wasn't the fastest in the sixty yard shuttle, but you don't really need that as a tight end ever. Um, the three cone drill I think is pretty good. The broad jumps pretty pretty much all the measurables that you want him to test well reps, in he yeah. did. Yeah, so I do like the um, comparisons here. I also like if you scroll down, my boy Joel Stavey. Yeah, quarterback from Wisconsin. Yeah. What a freak, dude. He's out. He's on here on the list of tight ends. Maybe he should have been a tight end in the NFL. Hey, Maybe he should have done it. All right, so we, we did say that we were going to talk about that mock draft when we came back. We appreciate you guys coming back with us. We did want to get a little bit into the free agency for coming up because this free agency class is going to be important. Yep. It is going to be important for, for to identify what we're trying to do. I can't, like segment we talked about, I can't imagine a situation where Caldwell is trying to tank. Can yep. you? If they know they're going to be back, I don't understand why they wouldn't. Maybe they know they're going to be back. And publicly, you can obviously never say that. But who knows? Maybe they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence or they're going to... Who knows? So uh, let me just clarify this because for me, this is hard for me to understand. If the Jags go 2-14 and 14 next year... Could you imagine that? Though? That's Even in yes. Gus Bradley's worst years... Yes. When we picked Joko. I don't know if that was... Was that Gus Bradley? If they start that? Minshew, if they do not sign one free agent, okay. if they draft all trenches, we could go 2-14 and 14 next year. Okay. If that were the case... We probably should go 2-14. and 14. I hope we do. Honestly, that's not the worst strategy, but no. that's not where I'm getting at. Where I'm getting at is, is there any way we go 2-14 and 14 and Marone and Caldwell still have jobs? I couldn't imagine it. There's no way. There's a 0% chance that could happen. So there's no way that they're tanking, yeah. right? There's no way. So... They have to be in win now mode. When's the last time you've seen a team go two and ten? Even the the Dolphins with no talent won five games. Bengals won four games. You don't really see. Okay, I apologize. No, I think, but we did maybe four games. Yeah, maybe four games. Like, could this team be the worst team in the league and draft Trevor I, Lawrence and and Caldwell and Marone keep their jobs? I think we might be. I don't know about keeping their jobs. That's we what I'm asking. Might be the worst team. Okay, we could be the worst team, but if you're Caldwell and you're Marone. You're not strategizing for that. The thing is, though, is who knows what Shad Khan is thinking. He, he tells us one thing and does another. We know the whole London scenario. Right. So it's, That's what I'm saying. If you're Caldwell and Marone, you're not thinking that you, you have time. Who knows, man? So if they have to be, they have to they, be they might, managing for their jobs. Yeah. So what free agents are out there, realistically, that the Jaguars could get? Now, Mike loves to mess around on the Spotrack website where it allows you to be GM. It allows you to cut players. It allows you to sign players and, and it allows you to kind of kind of take over with the cap in mind with the cap penalties and rules and all that. So given the NFL rules with the cap penalties and all that, realistically, how much cap room could you, could, did, did you yourself able to free up? We got up to the, the $40 million mark. Okay. So $40 million and that's cutting who? It was uh. We've already declined Jake Ryan. Marcel Darius got declined. Uh, Jeff Swaim, 
I think it's like four million off the clock, off the the cap. Um, Marquis Lee, I prefer Lee. clock as well. Yeah, I like the clock. Yeah, off the clock. <laughs> Marquis Lee, I love. Yeah. I'm a great human being. Unfortunately, those injuries and that contract in general should not have been signed. He's gone. That saves us about four or five million. Do you think Avery Jones is back? He's got a four million dollar cap hit. I think Avery Jones is probably back, depending on what they do in yeah. the draft. If they draft a guy, a, a, an interior defensive lineman early, then he's gone. But if they don't, then <clears throat> yeah, I think he's still around. It's a lot of money. So we can get up to the 40. And next year, we're up in the $100 million mark. So it's so funny how I keep seeing the ring or, oh, the cap situation is so horrible. Or I know that the Jaguars are low-hanging fruit right now, but it's it doesn't seem as bleak as it really is. I agree with you 100%. So you're clearing how much room, again, remind us. How much room 40, did you clear? 40, we got 43. the 40, 40 million range, yeah. So PFF, we're big PFF fans, besides the last stat you brought up about them, like yeah. discounting our salary cap. But typically, their analysis and their analytics are pretty on point with yeah. what we think. And for and most professional teams as well. Yeah. So we brought up their list of top free agents. We're just going to look at the top free agents according to PFF. And you tell me... If the Jags have any chance Ooh. at signing these people, okay. Drew Brees, Dag Prescott, they're out. Yeah, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I mean, five Tannehill. Okay, yeah. until six, we get to Amari Cooper. Yeah. Okay, so the top five we're throwing out. Yeah. So if we throw out quarterbacks, I wish we could have gone after Brady. Imagine not giving money to Nick Foles last year, and now we can go after Tom Brady. Well, when you're a dumb franchise and you pay a lot of money to a dumb quarterback, I would give him happens. a blank contract. I would give him whatever he wanted. I agree. The fact yeah. that we're stuck with Nick Foles right Nick now Foles. is pathetic. And I was all, I did love Nick Foles. You did. Nick you Foles. were a little Nick Foles the contract. Boy. When I saw the contract come out, I was like, oh God, I yeah. was not expecting yeah. that. But yeah, exactly. I just wanted to spiral be thrown by our quarterbacks. That's all I really wanted. <laughs> I don't ask for much around here. I ask for a natural a thrower of the football. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if we're starting at number one without quarterbacks on this PFF top free agent list, number one, Amari Cooper. Okay, no chance. Do you see the Jags going out and getting a wide receiver in free agency? I maybe in free agency, but it's not going to be that type of commitment now. So not not a guy that you're going to pay that much money no. to. What type of like you know any type of receiver at all? Maybe like a like okay. So if the Jags went out and got a wide receiver, where would he fit in in the depth chart? And you're if you're GM. So our our top three is pretty much set right now. Uh, it's definitely un un argumentative. It's going to be Chark. Chark. Two DD three Conley. I don't like that three though. So where Conley do you, has one more year left, and I think we might upgrade that in the draft. So where do, so where do you bring in a free agent at two? Probably realistically, depth. I think just maybe depth two 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 through four compete for two. I think okay okay. So yeah. I, I look. I would like so to see who, it. who that player is. Is obviously it could be anybody. Yeah, but I would like to see a two brought in. Obviously, I think anybody would. Okay, does, does this loaded free or does does this loaded draft class? push their value down it does yeah okay. at certain positions i think it does that every year like aj at green positions. i wonder what, like, what aj green gets is he gonna get free like, that's the thing at wide receiver but look at tight end yeah. austin hooper's gonna set the market price yeah. because there's no tight ends I've, in the I've, draft. Uh, I've heard the jags are interested in robbie henderson or robbie anderson they've been an interesting in robbie not. anderson that's for a, like he's two gonna get years 10 million dollars at least i don't want anyone not. from the jets no. and i don't want robbie Anderson. Well, i don't care about the jets but i don't want to give anybody 10 million dollars all right chris jones Obviously, I wish we haven't needed an interior defense line. What's Chris Jones going to require as far as uh, uh, coming from a team? A hundred, a, a blank check, pretty much ah. a lot of money. So we're out on that one. This defensive tackle class is loaded in free agency. Yeah, absolutely. So loaded. there's a chance that they could get a guy late. Reader, or like a, a middle middle pack Jones, guy. Shelton, Tim Jernigan. There's a lot. All right, so you're looking at like Anthony Jones, or I'm sorry, Anthony Harris. Yeah. 
Um, really good season with the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, any chance he not a chance lands in Jacksonville? Okay. Cornerback. Surprised if he's franchise tagged actually. Cornerback Byron Jones. Yeah. Ironically, coming from the team that AJ Boya was yeah. traded to, the Denver yeah. Broncos. Byron Jones is from. I'm sorry, it's Dallas actually. Chris Harris is from. I don't know why they did it like that. But yeah. So Byron Jones. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Chris Harris yeah. in my head. Chris Harris. So Byron Jones. Chris Harris is actually who I was more was thinking of. Really? Any good. chance Chris, Chris Harris ends up in Jacksonville? Are him and DJ Hayden redundant, though? Both excel in the slot. I know he, obviously on base downs, he's playing on the outside, but he's maybe the best slot cornerback of our generation. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, he could just be another slot guy. That And he's also getting $14 million. I don't mean to cut you off. I know known for that you are known for cutting me yeah. off 14 million dollars is a lot of money yeah that's true it really is yeah. aj green i wish any any backdoor slide for aj green i'd give in him your, two in years, the future i'd give him two years 30 million dollars I, I don't as the jags would you give him two years 30 million absolutely okay but I, I mean he can get way more than that that's nothing in the grand scheme of things that's true he probably yeah. could get way more yeah, than that and sure. that's gonna be the biggest issue yeah. okay byron uh, <laughs> uh james winston obviously not eligible Would take for sure yeah uh, really though yeah, I love Jameis Winston. 30 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. You could get 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards just, out of I'm Minshew a, I don't, I'm if a, he's a full-time not starter. Not homer here whatsoever. So, Moving right along. Jadavion Clowney. Would you pay him or Yannick first? Cole Clowney is a definitely a better player. Think so? Absolutely. Against, against the run? Absolutely. And look, I know there's this whole like against the runs racist he's thing really, that Big Cat Country is like, trying to start. Well, same thing as him, though. He's very, there's a lot of like anti Reddit, like the pass rush thing. Like, oh, he's a good run staffer, but like, what kind of plays does he make? So it's funny to see the tilt towards Yannick being penalized for the running game, but he doesn't get that. I mean, I think Clowney overall is a really good playmaker for sure. Well, who would you rather pay? I like both of them. I, I really want to keep Yannick. He's busted his butt his entire career, didn't make any noise until the last few weeks with Twitter. But I'd, I'd give Clowney whatever Yannick wanted, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'd pick Clowney. I'd, for the either record. One. Either one. I'd you had to pick one. You're, we're playing Mike's GM tonight. Mike's GM, you got to pick one. Who is it? Yannick's already on the team, so I'd keep him. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can't, you can't treat your players like that. Okay. Yeah. Marcus Mariota, gone. Project guy for another team. Hunter Henry, is that a guy? That's a guy we haven't really talked about a lot. We have talked about a lot of tight ends. That's why I didn't add him on the poll, is because yeah. I don't think he's going to be available. I think he's going to get the franchise. No chance. And too much injuries. I wouldn't even want to take that chance with him anyways. Very talented, but class. Corey Littleton. Going to get paid. Going to get paid. Going to get paid. Uh, yeah, good, good, good guy. Uh, wish. Gonna I get, wish. Going to get $15 million plus. Yeah. Dude, oh. like, salaries are insane, dude. And that's the way the NFL's going, though. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, Anthony Costanzo. Might retire. I wouldn't pay money for a, this with this loaded class. I might as well take Werves, Andrew Thomas. Yeah. All right. And the last one we're going to talk about is Robbie Anderson, who we brought up briefly yeah. earlier. Thoughts on Robbie? With the loaded draft class and wide receivers, does it push his vo- or does it push his value down? If it, if it could be a a one year prove it deal, I would definitely take Robbie, but we'll probably get paid. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Robbie. I'm not as big a fan of his as other people are. He runs, he's he's DD, like, What's the difference between him and DD? Honestly, that's yeah. the thing. I was yeah. literally going to say he's DD Westbrook. Yeah, and, but, but uh, no, with more targets, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and that's really all it is. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both the same. I think Robbie Anderson this year had the year DD Westbrook had in 2017. Well, uh, look at the targets. Who's 
who at all on the yeah. Jets is, yeah. Yeah, and does. Darnold, I mean, they were slinging this year. Yeah, they came out sure. slinging When you're year. behind like that, yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. So, I mean, that's good. I mean, so before we wrap up the free agent section, is there anybody, any free agent we didn't cover that you think might be a possibility of coming to Jacksonville or anything like that? I think we're going to be bargain shopping, or bargain shopping probably. Like the Jake Ryan level where we signed a guy Maybe who was a little terrible. Bit higher level than that. I don't I think. So. I think Jake Ryan could have been good if he was healthy here at all. If we could have seen him healthy, uh, but I think yeah, like the lower, like the lower B free agents, waiting the like the first like the first wave out. Yeah, I think you're right. Like we, keep going. Let's see. Like we'll start hitting free agents, like right around that. I could see like maybe Emmanuel Sanders. Like this this. Even Arik Armstead's going to get paid for sure. Yeah, in this, I, in this, this is a really low ranking for I mean yeah. Arik Armstead, in my opinion. Manuel Sanders, I mean that's but high. Apparently, we were supposed to make a splash in free agency. So every year, like, did you expect Norwell when we no, signed him? No, I didn't. That we, was we, big. We yeah, thought we, maybe, like to, we thought maybe Pew, but yeah, yeah, he does like to make a big splash yeah, for, for sure. sure. So. Uh, what about a guy like uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix? I mean, I know he's kind of dropped off recently to the fact where that he Com- wasn't competition for hair or for yeah. Uh, Wilson. I mean, why not? Then we're getting into the Eric Ebron, yeah. Trey Boston, DJ Reader is going to get paid, dude. Yeah, I mean guys that we all talked about. This, I mean this defensive tackle class is loaded. Look at this: Leonard Williams, Der- I mean Derek Henry's going to get paid. There's some good free agents available. Yeah, when when Austin Hooper, let's just see where you got Perriman. Where did that come from? A couple garbage time games with Jameis Winston. Yeah, I mean he had a good year this year, no doubt about it. It's yeah, not it's, garbage time. Winston was threw the ball. I mean they though. threw a lot of touchdowns, and someone yeah. had to catch them. Yeah, I mean, even if you have one really good receiver there, like they do, and then you still are going to have Michael Pierce. Backup. That's a guy yeah. I would love to get on. Yeah, there's a lot of defensive tackles. What number is Ngakwe on this list? Twenty five. We passed him already. We did. Okay. Wow. Well, that's pretty high for Ngakwe. Good for him. Well, I mean, that's interesting. We'll see what happens with free agency. Um, I think that, like you said, Caldwell loves making big splashes of free agency. Yeah. We probably will do that again for sure. Watch us get. Chris Jones or something <laughs> would not complain whatsoever. All right. So moving along, um, I think somebody that we have yet to talk about is Clayus Campbell. I understand Clayus Campbell's age is getting up there and he's a little bit older of a player, but statistically Clayus Campbell is coming off probably two of the best years of his career. Three of his best years of his he, career. Absolutely. The fact that the man was and, and and I don't want to skip over this lightly because this we I've said this a couple times and I think it gets skipped over lightly. Clayce Campbell was all pro at two positions. Yep, one like, of the first few people to do that. That is unbelievable. He was all pro at D tackle and D end and deserved it and absolutely deserved it. Yeah, the dude is a freak. He was just ranked recently by PFF as the second best yep. edge rusher. Yep, highest run defense grade. In the league. Yeah. And most of Jacksonville has him either A, out the door, or B, moved to defensive tackle. Yeah. So, my question to you, Mike, is is Jacksonville premature in kicking Clayus Campbell to the curb too early? Um, I don't know if they're kicking him to the curb or just bracing themselves for the worst. I could imagine Bouye, you can defend. Yannick, I mean... Maybe you can defend that, but the Walter Payton Man of the Year, Calais Campbell, his name should already be in the Jaguar. What is it called? The Jaguar Pride Ring of Honor. Pride of the Honor. Jags. Yeah, Pride yeah, of the yeah. Jags. He's already. I think he's already one of the, my top five favorite Jags of all time. I love Calais. So Calais Campbell for you, Pride of the Jags. Yes or no? Absolutely. Hall of Fame. Yes or no? Should be. Should be. All right, Mike. Thanks for being here tonight. I appreciate it. We look forward to hearing 
from you more in the future, probably early this week before TPC starts. But make sure to follow us on all of our social media. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, all those things. Uh, be looking forward to our next episode with Joey. Should be a good one. We're going to be talking about, again, all things Jaguars, the future of the front office, and, and things like that. Thanks again so much for listening, and as always, go Jags.